thoughtful conversations with Marquesito Podcast. Join me, Marquesito, as I interview promising community leaders and know their current actions and advocacies that aim to make a mark to their respective target communities and beneficiaries. Feel free to follow me on Facebook at makeamark.official and at Instagram on marquesito.official. You may also email me at marquesito.official at gmail.com. Okay, welcome to Make a Mark Thoughtful Conversations with me, Marcasinto. So today, today's our second episode and I'm really grateful to have a, a really young and passionate leader and he's 18 years old. I think he's 18 years old, turning 19. So maybe all please welcome to the show, uh, Mr. Myrus Ponon, uh, the founder and national president of Youth Advocates for the Philippines. Welcome to the show, Myrus. Thank you for having me. Hello as well. Thank you. Thank you as well. Yeah, how are you? How's it been? Uh, what have you been doing? And how's life? Uh, especially, of course, most of us are still in quarantine. How have you been? Yeah, so as dramatic as the quarantine has been, being alone with my sister here at home, since my parents are, are both frontliners, it's just me and my sister doing mostly all the house chores but besides that we still try to become to be very proactive in terms of trying to help especially those who are in need right now admit yeah. the quarantine yeah that's great I, I really salute your parents or both of your mom and your dad are doctors am i right no 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 okay but, yeah, are, but i got minors yeah yeah my yeah, mom's salute. a nurse, then my dad. Yeah, so my dad. Uh, salute. Yeah, uh, yeah, very salute to you, to your dad and your mom, and to all of our frontliners there, of course, who have been doing amazing job in, yeah, responding to this COVID nineteen crisis, and yeah, wishing all the best and safety for all of all of them. But now, of course, uh, you're here, Myros, uh, to talk more about. How are you making a mark in your society and in your community? Maybe you tell more, who are you? Who's Myros? Uh, what are your involvements, your profile? Maybe you can also discuss your uh, organization, your actions, and your initiatives to make a mark for the society and for the target communities you're uh, having. Okay, so hello everyone who are listening. My name is Emmanuel Myros Bonan. You can call me Myrus. I'm 18 years old. I'm currently the founder and national president of this organization called Youth Advocates for the Philippines. Not just that, I've worked with multiple organizations, but I also work in two ASEAN-recognized organizations, entities, like the ASEAN University Student Council Union, where I work as the Philippine elected officer. And I'm also the Philippine convener of the ASEAN Youth Organization. I love sports, especially basketball and football. I love to speak. I love really, I love that feeling of trying to make a mark, a difference to others. And I really love performing arts. It's always been in me ever since I was a little kid, being in the stage and trying to make someone happy or the like. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is great. Like, it's you're so young. Actually, I'm I'm already 24. Just turned 24 last March, and you're 18. Uh, are you turning? I, I assume you're turning 19 this year. Yeah, I'm turning this May. I'm turning 19 years old this May. So oh, advance happy, advance happy birthday to you. And uh, I assume you started young in this uh, field, uh, in in the advocacy field and volunteering because you're 18. And I assume you're either in college or in high school. So are you still? I, I assume you're in college, right? Yeah, I'm actually first year in college. Yeah. Mm, yeah, and that's great. Uh, especially you're still young. You're 18. I don't remember when I was your age. I guess I was just like chilling out, not doing anything, and not really caring yet about what's happening outside the world until I'm here right now. But to start as as young as you are right now is really an accomplishment. Maybe you can tell more, like how, why did you start uh, doing, making a mark for community, for the volunteering, and why did you start Youth Advocates for the Philippines? Okay, I'd love to tell that. So I've been in organization since I was 12. And for context, I've always, I, I'm my background, my family background, they're full of public officials. Um, my late great-grandfather was once the vice governor of Camarines Sur, my province. And the Ponon family, like my titos and my dad, they really had the service, had the passion to help and make a difference. So every time that I would go to the province, there would always be people lining up in the morning outside our home asking for for essential stuff like food and the like. And, you know, being in this very humble and small town of Nabua in Camarines so really sparked, it really sparked me in a way na there are a lot of people suffering. And at the young age, I'm very fortunate that I've got to experience that because looking at myself now and before, very happy-go-lucky, very relaxed, very calm, having all these resources, there was always this other side that I see every day that's suffering. So I've, I've tried to help. I, when I was asking my teachers way back in grade school and preschool, they would say, just do your things. No, just do your things extraordinarily well. So they would tell me to just study well. They would tell me to just follow your parents. They would tell me to just, to just do what the typical obedient boy is. But I knew there was something more than that. I knew there was a stigma wherein we couldn't do something. So I decided to join an organization when I was 12. It was actually called the Freewheeling Club. It's, I'm not sure if it's the same as the Rotaract, but it's my parents were actually part of it in Napua. And I really just got intrigued, especially being a sports fan. The concept of having a team of collaborating together, I just loved it. And achieving success and achieving something that would be beneficial for the other. So... Fast forward. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. That's great, actually. Especially you were you were so young when you started, uh, being a volunteer. And I guess, uh, your parents or your family, your relatives were really a great part of your volunteering and your advocacy journey. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> then yeah, tell me more. Like how, of course from 12 years old, like, I guess, grade 6, grade 7, Myros, 
to now 18 years old and still growing and still learning. How were you able to start and why did you start uh, Youth Advocates for the Philippines? Tell me more. Tell us more about it. All right. So the biggest misconception that people think about me is I've been very active in student councils and such, but I wasn't. I was more of a follower way back when I was grade school to high school. I was often bullied because I was accelerated, which meant I had to really adjust. But I knew I could do it. But at that time, I was I was more of an introvert. I was more of a follower. And I got to learn a lot. It wasn't until I really got very active in organizations, more I got to be like in part of 10 orgs inside the school and outside the school when I was 15 to 16. And then I started to volunteer inside and out of the school and it was really hard to be to really be restricted because grade school i was in a school with a non-led it was i was in school which nuns were leading and then when i transferred in the school in high school i was in a school led by priests so you you got you, you know there's always restrictions to that so i always tried to do it outside the box because I always knew that I could do more. So I really have been very active. So I've been active in nas- nationwide organizations since I was 15. So it's been three years. I've always looked at it, but I always knew there was something missing. Why is it that in these youth-led organizations, I'm only this 15-year-old compared to majority who are like 20 years old above? And you, at that time, there was no K-12, so they were graduating already. They were graduating or, or already had jobs. So I, I always knew that there was, despite the number of organizations, there had to be an organization that would cater to the 13 to 21-year-old youth. And I always thought about that, but I never imagined that I would actually lead an organization one day. But yeah, I still continued and I tried national roles and I saw how NGOs work, especially here in the Philippines. Most nonprofits aren't funded. So you do it in your own grind. You email all the companies that you know, you make a database. You you really put effort despite having already your current responsibilities as a teenager, as a son, and as a student. So it was a sacrifice and you really had to learn how to volunteer. You had to know, you had to know that it was very essential. Then I also noticed that there weren't so much that were active, but despite that, there were people that who were active in organizations, but despite that, who I saw weren't genuine enough. I saw people flexing their titles. They just wanted to, take advantage of being part of this just to be called this and that and get public attention, which really bothered me because in volunteering, you invalid, that's completely invalidated already. And I think one reason for that is they lack the development because it isn't taught in school. Like in school, we were taught development, we're, especially in high school, where I saw it as the most pivotal years in a student's life and or in one's life because that's why you learn and that's why high school is the most essential years of your life. So thinking about that, I always had it in mind already, but 
I never thought that one day I got selected as one of the delegates, one of the five delegates for the national youths to commissions oh, of ASEAN's ASEAN Youth University Student Council Summit. So it was in Thailand last year. And then at the end of it, they would be getting one, con- one representative per country. And it was me. I got elected despite my, my colleagues being three to four years older than me. And then the challenge for me was to make something that is needed in your community. So in my case, the Philippines, which led me to compile all the thoughts, to compile all the experiences I've been, I, uh, yeah, now I've experienced, which led me to make youth advocates for the Philippines. I tried to make it in the point that the wrong things I was seeing before wouldn't be, wouldn't be seen in Youth Advocates for the Philippines today. And so far, so good. I mean, it's not the perfect org. There are still things that needs to be worked on. But hey, I'm really happy about on how YAP has been growing and on what it is today. So yeah, that's a brief background. I could tell about all I could tell about it all day, but yeah. That's great. Actually, I've been listening and I think one of the greatest things I've learned during this uh, conversation of yours is really like these mistakes that we have seen these uh, uh, terms of improvement that we can we have seen in the previous involvements that we are part of can be used as can be used as an inspiration for us to be better and maybe uh, one way or another we it can also lead us to creating organizations and movements on our own and try to uh prevent those mistakes you have observed or we have observed before and utilize to uh, be better of course become better uh, organization become a better person and even a uh, better servants for our community that we are helping and our target beneficiaries so yeah that's great and thanks for giving out your story but now i want to focus on of course you have already briefly mentioned about youth advocates for the philippines so what it is what is it all about and what do you do? Uh, who are the target members so far and how has it, how has it been so far and how many months has been it operating? All right. So we started last October 1 and it was me. So it, it was unique since usually when you would make an organization, you would have co-founders. But in this case, I started on my own and then I compiled it, the constitution, did all things needed in an organization that started to tap people from from my different organizations before and my different colleagues. And yeah, we made all the things necessary. We registered it in NYC's Europe and other entities. And we our main target are the ages of 13 to 21. And I think that's very beneficial. And yeah, so we aspire volunteers, youth volunteers, youth advocates to inspire others to uphold advocacies and work towards the integration of mobilization in their respective communities. So to achieve it, the volunteers should know that they are volunteers focusing on their root, which I believe it is so it's so relevant in this world today since we want instant, but at the same time, you really need the foundation first. So we focus on foundation before you formulate action-based solutions through significant outreach projects that will target existing 
issues in the country that has to be addressed. So we involve, we engage, we inspire the youth to stand in their ground in the passion for their major advocacies and highlight the importance of their actions towards the betterment of the nation. It's youth advocates for the Philippines. So it's flexible in the way that we're not focusing on one advocacy. We're, we're focused on 11, but the main point was that if you're doing something really beneficial, in, then that's what's going to spark change and achieve nation building, specifically here in the Philippines. Yeah, that's great, actually. And you have a, uh, I think uh, young people are really instrumental towards making a mark and changing the society. Because, of course, uh, we, we know, and I think you and I both agree that both of our present and future on the line, that's why we need more young advocates, particularly like you in your age and even younger people. Uh, maybe in senior high, junior high, to be advocate and advocate for their future, for their present and their future. Because of course, if they do something about it, they they they're taking part in making a mark and making ensuring that their future generations will enjoy the things that they are enjoying right now, and even uh, empowering more people uh, in the future. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess uh, you've mentioned about your 11 uh, advocacies. Maybe you can tell more. What is it about to our listeners? Okay, so it's interconnected to our six platforms. But if you're wondering what the 11 advocacies are, we actually collated it. It was already there at the start of the organization, but we recently just launched it for the public. So we followed this framework called Project Archipelago. So noticing that the Philippines is an archipelago, scattered group of islands. Despite that, we believe when these, we believe if these advocacies are connected and the same way if all the Filipinos, this, despite being in different regions and islands, have this same identity, which I believe a lot lack and the same direction on what they want for the country, then that's go what's going to achieve sustainability, progression, and betterment for the country. So at the same time, in Archipelago, we believe that these 11 are the foundational advocacies that youth should have. The youth of 13 to 21 should have. Therefore, them instilling it when they grow older and being lifetime advocates, which, which gets... Which, wherein you really achieve sustainability. So what are these 11? First is A. So in every letter of the archipelago, there's one specific advocacy. In A, we focus on arts, culture, and media awareness. On R, we focus on research, innovation, science, and technology. On C, we focus on climate action and environment protection. On H, we focus on hunger and poverty alleviation. On I, we focus on inclusivity of marginalized sectors. On P, we focus on public health and mental wellness. On E, we focus on education, accessibility, and quality. On L, we focus on livelihood and labor rights. On A, we focus on agriculture and sustainable industrialization. On G, we focus on good governance and social responsibility. And O, we focus on one unified youth. So at the same time, we also believe that in acting locally, you think globally. So this is interconnected with the sustainable development goals. In achieving these 11 advocacies, 
achieves sustainability. That's why we all—it's a framework we believe that's catered for the youth. When done, also reflects a big part in the SDGs. So with that, we also have these platforms like we have the Youth Advocate Summit, which is our main platform. It's a caravan going to schools, going to LGUs, giving the youth these foundational concepts. Then we have Tabang Nakaron. It means help now in Cebuano. So it's us giving and helping. But at the same time, to make it sustainable, we also want to give these mini workshops and doing that. Then we have a VOCA series, which we do it online and we do it we do it also in person but can't do that now because of the pandemic but it's more in a, it's more of a master class and a focusy master class inviting and engaging youth advocates so for them to be close to have this small group and to really talk about the focuses and grow with one another which is also a big component in collaboration then you also have yap talk so we also give this platform for the youth to be keynote speakers, not just me, but like all those who want to make a difference by being the speaker, being this voice to the voiceless. Then we also have Sulong Advocacia, which this is more on our partnership side and this is more on our online campaigns and social media and such. Then we also have Advocacy, which is also a podcast for the youth to be really involved. So yeah, that's pretty much it. If you want to know more, you're free to visit our page. But yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. That is great, actually. I really learned a lot from the conversation. And I'm sure uh, for, ever, uh, for whoever will be listening to this podcast and to this episode will also learn a lot. Because I think one of the main highlights that I've gotten from your uh, talk during this episode is really the interconnectedness of young people and even uh, in people in general because all of us have might have different advocacies all of us might have different beliefs but uh, for example if I'm advocating for education and you are advocating for health there is still a common ground for us to be involved in and we need to understand that we are all interconnected and all of the things that we are doing are will really affect towards the development of the society and the communities we are helping. So yeah, that's great. And Siguro, uh, I just want to yeah. ask, uh, of course, uh, you're still 18 and I think majority of your members are still high school or freshmen or college students. Uh, what do you tell your members or your officers about balancing advocacy work and school work? And especially some of them, of course, might be honor students, might also be busy in other organizations, in school organizations and such. Oh yeah, so I tell them to reflect every single day. I mean, at the same time, it's more on knowing their roles as volunteers and as stakeholders of the country. I don't force them. We don't force members to join. We're very high on encouraging and inspiring and motivating, but at the same time, we tell them to balance. We know that it's really hard, especially for some schools to really pounce on students but yeah we tell them to know your purpose at the end of the day you ask yourself why you're doing this why you're part why do you decided to be part of us and if you believe on what we want to achieve so yeah yeah that is great and i think you being a college a freshman college student and 18 years old also relates to them because oh we have a leader or we have a group of leaders 
uh, who are also studying like me and uh, if they are doing it properly or if they are doing it, might as well I can join. And I think it's also one of the inspirations why uh, a lot of young people are, uh, especially who are still studying, are volunteering, especially nowadays because they see people that, oh, especially with the advent of social media and other technologies, it's easier now to advocate for something. And even though right now uh, we are just in the house recording this episode, we can do something and make a mark for our respective community. Yeah, indeed, indeed, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess one last question before we end the episode. I just want to ask, of course, uh, we know that this general advocacy, we have a lot of uh, organizations that might have similar beliefs or similar vision, mission, and goals and such. And I just want to ask, like, how is your organization dealing with people who treat uh, your organization as a competitor or as a competition? And, yeah, what do you think about uh, those uh, insights? Yeah, as an organization, I always tell my members, my officers to stay in your ground, know your purpose, know our mission. Let them be at the same time. Take note that we're on just the small circle. I think our competition is to face the fact that we have to break the stigma of leaders of the youth that couldn't do anything. I think a leader who sees you as a rival and validates your title of being a leader, it's sad to think that there are some like that. Um, Me, personally, I'm emotionally driven. I have some mental issues here and there, so I'm really emotionally affected when it comes to that because it hurts me because I'm here doing not just I'm do I'm being selfless here and then I wake up in the morning and see someone hating and but yeah that's life um yeah so I always tell them that you let's face our goal and let's be sustainable and in sustainability we progress and that's why we're very key to our future we're really invalidating our purpose as youth leaders, as advocates, if we have mindsets like this. So what we can do is to just continue what we're doing, stay the genuine advocates as we are, and grow together in this wonderful community. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's great because uh, I believe that it's also a sentiment of men because I believe that uh, especially in this field, is in this development and volunteering and advocacy field, uh, competition is not an option. And even in businesses, like there are some advocates of it, like for example, Simon Sinek, who is the author of Start With Why and The Infinite Game. And he said in his book, which is The Infinite Game, that uh, we should not treat uh, our rivals as competitors. We can treat them as uh, something that we can look upon or something that we can improve on because, of course, all of us have different approaches and all of us will learn and can learn from something one way or another. Like, for example, I learn from you, you learn from me, we all learn from each other, and maybe we have best practices, I have best practices that we can emulate and we can integrate to our organizations and our initiatives. And that's how we grow. Uh, we see uh, the people around us, especially from other different uh, organizations who have, who might have the same uh, field or same advocacy as us, as someone that we can improve on because, of course, we learn from one another. And I hope uh, we can encourage more collaboration with one another because we're all, 
uh, we're aiming for the same advocacy, which is really for developing, particularly the young people in the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, thank you, thank you so much, Myros, for visiting the show. And do you want? Uh, do you have any last words before we end the show? Any closing messages? Uh, where where can youth advocates uh, for the Philippines be found? Uh, what are your social media accounts? And yeah, such. I always say this in my talks. I always say that despite our goal in sustainability, every day the world is decelerating. The question is, what can you do about it? Thank you for listening. If you've reached this far, my name is Emmanuel Myrespanon. Again, I'm 18 years old. You can follow Youth Advocates for the Philippines at Youth Advocate PH, at Facebook, at Twitter, and Instagram, at LinkedIn. It's basically everywhere. You can also check us on Spotify. Despite that, um, other than that, you can also follow me and add me on Facebook, um, Myrusponon, M-I-R-U-S-S-S-P. And yeah, that's about it. Thank you for listening and thank you for having me market through this very insightful discussion with you. Yeah, thank you so much also, Myrus. And again, uh, thank you for listening for the second episode of Make a Mark podcast. And again, if you have more concerns and if you want to know more about the previous episodes and the succeeding episodes feel free to follow makeamark.official on Facebook and you can also follow me at markhasinto.official on Instagram thank you so much and have a great day thank you so thank much you, Mark. Have a great day. thank you Myros thank you have a great day